MSW Media. Hey everybody, this is Ed Kowalczyk from the band Live, and you're listening right now to the second best voice from Pennsylvania. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking, but this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Dunn. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to pull off a good show today. I, I, I feel like I can do it. I, I, fi- I can pull this off today, folks. So get ready. Get ready for a big one. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. A couple of things to tell you about I, uh, that are upcoming in the world of what we're drinking. I work with the Whiskey X. Whiskey X is a festival that travels around the country, or did travel around the country prior to COVID, and now we're back, baby, we're back. We over 60 whiskey brands, and we're doing an event at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas on Saturday, October 23rd. It will be held at the pool outside. We're going to have a live concert featuring Fitz and the Tantrums and St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I believe we're also going to be doing the Adam Carolla show there. I'll be guesting on that, and I'm going to be emceeing the event. For tickets, go to the whiskeyx.com, and that's whiskey without an E, W-H-I-S-K-Y-X.com. Upcoming events, Las Vegas, get tickets, come and say hi to me. I would like to see you there. What else? I went to uh, the opening night of the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium last week. Rams-Bears, Rams won the game. I got to go and hang out in a suite there at the stadium, thanks to the folks at The Pairing, P-A-R-I-N-G. The Pairing is a wine. Red, they've got a Sauvignon Blanc. It was uh, started back in 2006. They sourced their grapes from three regions in Santa Barbara, the Santa Inez Valley, Santa Rita Hills, and Santa Maria Valley. And it is really delicious wine at a great price. It is the official wine of the stadium, SoFi Stadium. So eh, you go there, you're going to see it all over the place. And I say, check it out. And I definitely suggest if you're if you can get to Los Angeles, if you live in Los Angeles, go check this stadium out, man. It is uh, one of the wonders of the world. I think they spent what $5 billion on this thing. Wow. It's impressive. Architecturally, I I was blown away, really. Traffic fucking sucks, but that's Los Angeles for you. Leaving that stadium is a pain in the butt, for sure. Fortunately, I had enough pairing wine in me that I just let my driver do the driving. Uh, Other stuff, I got some news. We got some booze news for you. So Sam Adams launches this beer every year called Utopias, or every two years, excuse me. And the 12th edition is going to be hitting shelves October 11th, but there are 15 states where you can't even purchase it because Utopias contains 28% ABV, alcohol by volume. That's like 
five times more than the, the, the typical U.S. beer. So there are states, uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Oregon, just Utah to name a few, where you can't even get this beer. And even in the states where you can get it, it's, it sells out almost immediately. They only make about 13,000 bottles of them. And it's $240 for a 25.4-ounce bottle. But I just thought it was fascinating. 15 states in these United States that you cannot purchase beer because the government does not trust you to make the decision on your own about what you can drink. What's next? They're going to make us wear fucking masks? I'm kidding. I wear masks and I'm vaccinated. All right? I said it. Oh, I forgot to tell you who's on the show today. (laughs) That's right. We got Ryan Christensen on the show. Ryan is the master distiller at Bar Hill, and they make delicious gin and vodka. What is I loved about this conversation with Ryan is we talk extensively about a species that is vital to the survival of our own species, bees. There are no human beings without bees, and, you know, the bee population is in trouble. Ryan is very knowledgeable about bees. They use, Bees play a big role in the production of Bar Hill, and you're going to want to hear this conversation. I, I found it extremely enlightening. Lightning crashes. Where'd that come from? Hold on a second. My producer's telling me we have someone on the line with breaking news. Let's see what we got here. Joining us with said breaking news, he's a friend of the show, a star of film, TV, and all sorts of other mediums. The stage, busking at the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. He is also the proprietor of Shappy Pretzel, my favorite Philly pretzel made in Los Angeles. Welcome back, Adam Shapiro. Yo! What up, dude? What is up? It's good to be back, Dan. It's great to have you here, man. And I love when you come on with breaking news. Tell us what's happening. Okay, so Shappy, this is big news. Shappy Pretzel Company doing a collaboration with Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity, right? HFC, it's my favorite Alzheimer's organization. So we're doing a pop-up, me and Seth and his lovely wife, Lauren, who's the co-creator of HFC. We're doing a pop-up at the Grove on Friday. All proceeds go to HFC. Friday. This is Friday. Just so everybody knows, we're talking about Friday the 24th, the Grove in Los Angeles. It's Alzheimer's Awareness oh, yeah. Month. I'm just trying to get the details. Even though, even, though, even though Month. you're giving the breaking news, I'm actually giving the news part of the breaking news. You're just, you're just bringing incredible. the excitement. You're bringing the excitement. Go ahead. I'm so pumped. So all the pretzels, you get to eat pretzels and then the money goes to HFC to bring light to Alzheimer's. It's kind of a, it's a win-win situation. And we're at the Grove. We're right in the middle of that green. Right there. So when is it happening? What's the time? All right. So it's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Grove. And then you could also meet us two to four over at the uh, Americana brand. What's that? That's like the Grove, but in Glendale. Oh, okay. You haven't been to the Americana? It's beautiful. No, man, I live in Venice. I'm not going to Glendale. Oh, yeah, you're not. I go to Glendale. Here's the thing. I go to Glendale once a month to do the Adam Carolla show, and I start dreading it about three days before I have to go. I start thinking about traffic. Yeah. No, drive down to LAX and fly into Burbank next time. (laughs) Seriously, man. All right, so 11 to 1 
at the Grove. Can anyone come? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anybody can come. You can go on ChappyPretzel.com and pre-order your pretzels. We're going to have our regular classic Philly pretzels. We're going to have our everything pretzels. And then because it's uh, uh, HFC that we're partnering with, we had to do like a brain healthy pretzel. And there's a whole list of things that are really good to eat that keeps your brain healthy that can actually fight Alzheimer's. And one of those is the seasoning cumin. So we're going to put some cumin on a pretzel and get yourself a cumin. I think it's coming. I think you're mispronouncing it. We don't, we, no one knows. I was watching Red Tube last night and I'm pretty sure they said they pronounced it coming. I'm not going to say it. You can say it on your show. <laughs> I'm coming. I, I, I make a family pretzel. Yes, that's this true. This is a family pretzel. By the way, more breaking news just coming in. Dan Dunn is going to make an appearance at the Grove as well. Oh, oh. I'm going to show yes. up. Well, wait, wait. Caveats now, caveats. Assuming traffic's not too bad, I'll check my Google Maps if traffic is bad, I will not go. But if traffic is not too bad, I will drive to the Grove, and I myself, on behalf of this show, will buy at least $100 worth of Shappy Pretzel. You heard it here first. I'm buying $100 worth of Shappy Pretzel. huge. So that'll probably take care and of all, Alzheimer's. Is, Alzheimer's is cured. Thanks to me and my $100. It's cured. It's over. It's all done. What you should do, what you should do is go to the website any day, any day. You can go to the HFC website right now. You could donate that hundred bucks and you'll automatically get put into a raffle. And then Seth Rogen and I might deliver those pretzels to your front door. How's that sound? I'm, I'm on it right now. It's where HFC W E A R E hfc.org you see a nice picture there of seth and his wife yep and then you just click on the shappy pretzel fundraiser or you can get there by going to shappypretzel.com you could donate some money you get pretzels that way and if uh you know depending on uh, what level you would you donate you could get like a signed thing from seth you could get swag you get all this stuff but it doesn't matter how much you donate you're going to be put into a raffle and we're going to pick out a few names and those people are going to get a pretzel delivery from me and Seth straight to their front door. A soft pretzel delivery by Seth Rogen to your front door. That's incredible. And I should say, and we've said it here before, Adam's been on the show, Shappy Pretzel, it is legit Philly soft pretzels. If you've never had, anybody that has had a Philly soft pretzel knows what I'm talking about. You get that moisture on there. It's chewy and soft. I've never before, prior to meeting Adam, had a Philly pretzel outside of Philadelphia. Certainly no one's ever attempted to make one that I know of. And this is legit authentic. It tastes as good or better than any Philly soft pretzel I've ever had in Philly. I'm risking getting struck by lightning now saying this, but I will say it. Uh, Adam came uh, recently. There's an Eagles bar that we go to here in Los Angeles. And Adam came by and he brought a couple of bags of pretzels with him. And this is all Philly people, all Philly expats that live in LA go to this bar. And people People were like kissing me. People went crazy for these pretzels. And then he went to, there's another one in Santa Monica called Britannia. Brought them there. Apparently sold out in five minutes. A couple of dozen pretzels. It was pretzels. unbelievable. Yeah. First of all, I've, I've been an actor for 20 years. I've never been more famous than I was walking into that bar on Sunday morning at the Eagles game. Like I didn't realize the kind of fame and notoriety within the Philadelphia Eagles sports bar community that I had like built over the past year. Cause I haven't, I haven't left my house. You know sure. what I mean? And so I walked into that bar and everybody was like, Shappy, <laughs> do you bring pretzel? It was crazy. I mean, it was unbelievable. So if you want to follow Shappy Pretzel on Instagram, it's 
S-H-A-P-P-Y pretzel. No C in there. Right. Shappy pretzel. You can also follow Shappy Shaps. You want him to follow you on the Instagram as well? Shappy oh, Shaps? Yeah, Shappy you Shaps. Can follow Shappy Shaps. I, I don't think you would regret it. It's a good Instagram. No, he, the content is so rewarding. In fact, there's a video up there now of, of Adam and Seth promoting the event on Friday. Check it out. It's a very funny uh, video. And I, I for one, I am you. so excited just to get east of the 405. That's really the thing that's exciting. <laughs> we will... We will welcome you. We will welcome you with open arms and presents. Well, and I'm going to buy a pair of jeans when I'm over there. There's a lot of stores. Yeah, there's, you might as well. You can buy stuff. There's a fountain, I think, at the Grove. Isn't there a fountain at the there's Grove? A fa- there's, a, there's a movie theater. Movie theater. There's a, a, like a, a food court. There's a lot of things to do besides meet Adam and Seth and get pretzels and, and fucking donate yeah. to, all, excuse my language, and donate to Alzheimer's. You can do all kinds of things over there during your trek to the Grove. Just don't get weird. Just don't show up and be weird. That's my job. I'll do that. I will show up and yeah. be weird. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, someone's coming in behind all me. Right. Hi, Katie. Here's Dan. We're talking HFC, Shappy Pretzel, oh, oh, yeah. Pop-Up. Katie's coming. Katie's coming as well. This is my wife, Katie Lowe's. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> She's that? coming too. It's going to be a and, uh, It's going to be a good time. I've been trying to get her to help me sling pretzels at the pop-up for about a year now. Well, and... Let me just put away my husband's um, clothes. <laughs> She's and she, doing, we are in we're doing our, laundry. Yeah, we're doing some laundry. We are in our master closet right now doing no, laundry. No, it's not a master closet. No, first of all, you know, you can't call that It's anymore. a clothis. Yeah, that. Are you forced to go in the closet to do your, your on-air yeah, this things? Yeah, we do. We we, we call do all this of our, our clawfish. We do all of our animated voiceover here. Yeah. We all do my our podcasting. Katie does her entire podcast from this closet. But Katie, really Katie, a, get this. I'm telling you, get the back. I know. We, look, just, that's a it changes it. From the thing. Every, and yeah. we could just put two clips right here, and you would just you can clip it right up, and people think like right now I look like I'm hanging somewhere cool, don't I? I got. No, my, I was like, wow, like you have a freaking cool office. Like, yeah, I no, was like, this is fake, and I have about. Well, you know, no, I kind of like it because it really puts the pressure on to keep it organized. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which is like what I'm currently doing. Um, <laughs> By the way, so everybody everyone... knows she's she's folding laundry right now while we're doing this. I yeah, this is, Katie, you don't have to do that. I'm going to pack that. <laughs> I know, but I'm just letting it hang to let okay. the wrinkles out. All right. Wow. Okay, so Friday, Friday the 24th. Working from home, everyone. Working Grove. from home. The Grove. We love you, everyone. Friday HFC. at the Grove. We Friday will see you there. Friday at the Grove, HFC. Shappy pretzel. I'm going to be there. Collab. Get your pretzels. Wow. Support a good cause. That it's is... Alzheimer's Awareness Month, right? Yo, marry your hype man. That's right. Marry your hype and I'm going to bring I'm going to bring some tequila uh, with it's me. actually World Alzheimer's oh, Month. It's World Alzheimer's Month, which is really and nobody's going to bring better liquor than Dan. I might show up with some booze. Yeah, yeah, I might. Yeah. Do you think they'll care if I come strolling into the Grove? Like with I think a you should. Bottle? Um, I will greatly appreciate it personally. I, I think you should. In fact, now at the Grove, you can like drink outside. There's bars all over the. There's a bar right next to where we're going to be set up. In fact, what if I did this? What yeah. if between now and Friday, I were to mm-hmm. reach out to one of my friends in the spirit industry and say, "Got like a." a very a valuable bottle could we do this without getting in trouble what if i got like a valuable bottle of alcohol and i said i will give this 400 dollar bottle of scotch to somebody who buys 200 dollars worth of pretzels wow could we do that i think we could do that 
Why can't we do that? And I, I'm probably I mean, there's the liquor laws the, and things, but who cares? I'm probably going to be the one that buys this scotch from you. <laughs> who, who cares about the rules anymore? We don't have to play by the rules. They're your rules, buddy, not mine. All right, I will make. I'm going to make this happen between now and Friday. I will find. I will find a, a very. Uh, and if not, I'll take something from my own stash. I got. By the way, I love how I'm already thinking about getting a brand to donate it. Meanwhile, I'm looking at my bar. I've got like so much. <laughs> well, I don't want to donate my own stuff. You know what? Screw that. I will donate something from my own personal bar. I'm going to bring a bottle of booze. I don't know if we can actually. We're going to figure out what bottle it is, and we're going to. You and I will do a little video on Instagram, and we'll say what it is, and we'll get somebody down there. And if they buy a certain amount of pretzels, they get it. They get the bottle. And I'll and we'll let you take a picture with the bottle. Not us. I don't want to be in the picture with anybody. But I want to be in the picture. You, you can know me. And I'll just turn yeah. yeah. Katie should be in the picture. Katie, we'll all be in the picture. We'll all take the picture. So listen, man. This is. I think it's great what you're doing, and I'm excited for Friday the 24th. You're the man. Thank you for the support. Go birds. So, folks, after I recorded the segment you just heard with Adam, I mentioned what we were doing to Kaveh Zamanian, the founder and whiskey maker of Rabbit Hole, friend of the show, and Kaveh, being the awesome guy that he is, insisted on sending over just one of the most special whiskeys in existence. It's the Rabbit Hole Mizanara Founders Collection 15-year-old cash-strength Kentucky straight bourbon finished in Japanese oak for us to auction off to raise money for Seth's foundation for Alzheimer's. This is, I, I just can't begin to tell you how good. Okay, they only make 1,403 sequentially numbered bottles of this, and they're sold for a suggested retail price of $1,500 per bottle, but you can forget getting it at that amount. It's gone immediately, and on the secondary market, you're going to find it for at least double that. So this is just such a special bottle. It comes in a, in a beautiful wooden box adorned with an engraved rabbit and gold appointments. It contains a personal note from Kaveh himself. Uh, the front and back panels of the box can be removed to display the liquor. It, it's just a, I'm so excited and we're, we have yet to figure out how we're going to auction this thing off. But here's what I would say in the coming days leading up to the event on Friday, the 24th, look at my Instagram at the imbiber. Also at WWD underscore podcast. Look at Adam Shapiro's Instagram, Shappy Shaps, S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-S. And also look at Seth Rogan's Instagram, and that's Seth Rogan, S-E-T-H-R-O-G-E-N. We're going to post something about how we're going to auction off this bottle that you just can't get. And and that again, thank you to Rabbit Hole, man. It's it just such a cool thing they're doing. And it's such a cool thing that Adam and Katie... And Seth and his wife, Lauren Miller, and, and everybody over at HFC is doing to fight Alzheimer's. It's Friday, 24th. Oh, rabbit hole. Yeah. It's that time of year again. New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about 
dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS. One of the things that I enjoy most about the booze business, meeting the people that, that make it happen, be it winemakers, master distillers, the people that are out selling, the bartenders. I love the stories, and there are a lot of great stories in this industry, how people came to this industry, what they were doing before, what inspires them, the things they're doing in this industry that maybe other people aren't doing yet. And joining me now is someone who I think has one of those great stories. He uh, is the head distiller and president of Vermont's Caledonia Spirits, and they are perhaps most famous for crafting Bar Hill Gin, Bar Hill Reserve Tomcat Gin, and Bar Hill Vodka, three products that I really, really enjoy. Bar Hill Gin, to me, is is upper echelon. It's right there. And uh, Ryan Christensen, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Dan. It is uh, amazing to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm going to address something that I'm sure you're thinking about right now, uh, everybody. So, you know, we're doing this over Zoom and I we're looking at each other, Ryan and I, and I don't have a shirt on. And I'm sure, you know, beyond the beyond being impressed with this physique, uh, I'm sure you are, Ryan. Uh, you're wondering what the hell's going on right now? What is this guy doing? So I'm going to explain it to you. It is at this day that we're recording the so far the hottest day of the year in Los Angeles. Now, I live in Venice Beach, close enough to the water where it normally doesn't get, but it is hot here today. It is hot. I also live very close to the Santa Monica Airport where the, I have a home studio. And so when we're doing this during the day, I got to keep the windows shut or else you're going to hear airplanes in the background. I cannot put the air conditioner on 
because you'll hear the air conditioner. So I'm here. I'm sweating. I'm sweat. I'm like a priest at a Boy Scout convention right now. That's how much I'm sweating. And I just figured, you know what? I'm going to go shirtless. And also, but it's also another experiment I'm trying here, Ryan, as well. I'm going to try to disarm my guests. You know, like I could have a, you know, some people might have a, like one of those bullhorn, you know, what are they called? The air horns? That much. But you could do that in person and your guests be like, hey, what the fuck just happened there? But now I'm trying to disarm you with my, my shirtlessness. How are you feeling about this? It's very effective. Honestly, I thought you just didn't realize the video was on. It's just a classic <laughs> Zoom move. I'm pulling a tubing, a Jeffrey tubing. Yeah. So what is happening right now? Uh, anyway, man, enough about me and not having a shirt on. As I said, Bar Hill, I, I, it's just one of my favorites. And it's such a, it's a unique, let's start off, first of all, talking about the source. What is the starch that we're using that makes this product so special? Yeah, totally. It, it's it's all about raw honey. You know, we were founded by Todd Hardy, a beekeeper. You know, Todd spent his entire life with the bees, basically. And so honey is sort of a part of everything we do. And and honestly, we rarely even say honey. It's all about raw honey. You know, how do you keep, you know, the botanical essence, essence that lives within honey intact through the distillation process? And that's that's really kind of the, the goal in the distillery, you know, is, is to make sure that we're sort of honoring the bees and, and even more importantly, understanding what it is that we're tasting within that raw honey. And can we bring it to life in a spirit? Well, I'll bite on that. How do you maintain the integrity of the flavor of the honey through through distillation? I mean, obviously, whether you're using barley, whether you're using corn, you're going to get... The, but honey is such a sort of a, a departure from those starch sources, wouldn't you say? Potatoes or, or wheat or corn. Absolutely. So how do you... Sweetness, how do you maintain that? Yeah, so it, it's very different for vodka as, you know, as compared to gin, um, you know, with our, our vodka, it's a 100% raw honey. You know, it's, it's fermented raw honey. There's no corn, there's no potatoes. We're just taking about 3000 pounds of raw honey. You know, this stuff is fresh out of the hive. It's, it's, it's solidified, you know, it's, we, we, it's, it's really hard to move and hard to work with. Um, but we're diluting that with water. Um, as long as we can get it to the right bricks level, we can, we can ferment it with, with a, a white wine yeast. And then, um, but we're not introducing heat at any moment throughout the whole fermentation. So that, that wild yeast, you know, the pollen, the propolis, the beeswax, you know, all the stuff that comes, you know, out of the apiary goes right into the fermentation. We do introduce a white wine yeast, of course. Um, but that keeps a lot of that wild fermentation, um, you know, living in harmony with, with the, um, with the white wine fermentation. Um, <clears throat> we ferment that right to dry. And then it's just two distillations, right? So obviously at that point in the still, we're cooking it. Um, uh, we don't do any vacuum distillation. You know, that'd be one way to get around that. Uh, but we're, we're, we've had great success with two and only two distillations, one stripping run through the column and then one, one finishing run. Um, if we distill it a third time, you'll lose all that character. You know, it takes just two runs through and we're achieving that 190 proof. You know, the TTP says we have to achieve 95% alcohol. So we achieve 95% uh, alcohol. And then it's carrying that, that essence of raw honey, particularly on the nose. But you're going to really taste and smell sort of that field of wildflowers where those bees have been collecting, you know, pollen and nectar to produce that, that, um, that honey. And in the, in the myriad stories we have about doom and gloom in this world and things that can happen to us, there is one very real threat is the bees. Losing no the bees, yeah. we lose everything, right? So uh, in terms of pollination, so you, Bar Hill, 
you're, you guys are doing a lot to try to help with this. And one of the big things we have going is a bee's knees week. Can you talk a little bit about what that is, what you're doing, what the goals are for, for, for this? Yeah. Yeah. The goal of Bees Knees Week, um, and it, it's the end of September, the last week in September, but the goal is to really just spread the message of the importance of bees, you know, within, you know, food systems, agricultural systems, you know, essentially one third of every bite of food that we eat depends on pollinators. And so, you know, we walk in the grocery store and we see all these great, you know, fruits and vegetables just, you know, at the ready for us. We don't realize it depends on pollinators um, to, to, to make sure that those plants can actually produce fruit. Uh, we also don't realize that a lot of the most nutritious of foods depend on the pollinators, right? A lot of the sort of starches and carbohydrates that that Americans often fill up on may not need the pollinators, but some of the, you know, the nuts and some of the more nutritious, you know, foods that you're going to find at the grocery store depend on those. So that food, you know, the food that's accessible to people changes significantly when you take the pollinators out of the equation. And if you mind, if I, I jump in here, Ryan. Since my understanding is since the middle of the 20th century, the U.S. alone has lost 50 percent of its bee habitat, right? Or bee uh, bee population, yeah. excuse me. How why how, how is that happening? What's going on? What's contributing most to the disappearance of the bees? There's a variety of of, of, of things that are that are hurting. You know, colony collapse disorder, mites. Um, you know, the the big the big sort of evil empire that I I really see as the, as the biggest problematic is the neonics. You know, the neonicotoids. You know, the all the pesticides and it's it's agricultural practice, right? Like we as consumers of food and and, and beverage, you know, when we make our decision, if we make our decision solely on price, that price pressure naturally runs all the way back to the farm. Right. So, and I'm not talking about the beekeepers, you know, they're included in this as well, but every farmer, you know, the grain farmers, you know, everybody that's growing anything, if price pressure is forcing what they can yield, you know, for revenue from the farm, if there's downward pressure on that, they're naturally looking at ways to, to, to stress out the soil. How can I get more out of this dirt? And then ultimately all those pesticides, they run right into the river. They, they kill the bees. You know, it's, it's really this, you know, we're, we're borrowing the equity of the earth just to, to support, you know, the sort of the weight of humanity, which is heavy stuff. I don't want to, you know, but I I think it's, I think it's important. I, I, you know, I talk all the time on this show about the, about making these choices and, and you're right. And not everybody, unfortunately, not everybody has the luxury to be able to say, well, I'm going to spend an extra $10. I'm going to do this, but maybe I think people got to start thinking more about it and going, if I'm say I'm saving $10 here, but what's it really costing me? What's it really costing all of us? And, you know, and it's that idea that we get back to thinking about the collective as opposed to the, to the individual. So with bees knees week, is that, is that part of the message you're trying to, to get out there? Yeah. And, and, and the bees knees is, is just a great cocktail, you know, gin, honey, lemon. So three ingredients, super simple. Um, you know, you lose the citrus part of that equation without the bees. So it's naturally a great conversation driver. Um, Bar Hill gin works really well in that gin cocktail. Um, so it's just become a great vehicle for us to start a very important conversation. And, you know, our theory is if we can start this conversation and really ignite this conversation, we're going to support the bees. And if we support the bees, they make higher quality honey. And if they make higher quality honey, our job in this distillery is a lot easier. And that conversation just gets better and the gin gets better. And, you know, we can take a couple more cycles around that. Um, unfortunately, it's not a good cycle right now with the bees, you know, sort of the canary in the coal mine. Your story 
you were a home brewer, so you're from Vermont. We should say that Bar Hill is 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 located in Vermont. You're from Burlington, Vermont, and you were you were a home brewer, and uh, you were in college for web design, right? So how does how do you how do you go from home brewing to being the master distiller of one of the world's great gins? Yeah, and I can barely navigate a website, much less build one. So just it was pretty pretty evident to me quickly that I didn't want to be a web designer. Um, but the um, I was a, a home brewer uh, through college. You know that was that was sort of a hobby of mine in my apartment in Burlington. Um, eventually, that that hobby traveled with me, and I bought a, uh, a small log cabin with ten acres of land. I had more space. The kettles got bigger, and and the home brewing hobby was was sort of running out of control. Um, eventually I started a small home brewing store and then the plan was for that to progress into a commercial brewery. Um, eventually I met Todd and, um, when I met him, I was just sort of blown away by his, his love for the bees and also his commitment to agriculture. You know, this idea of, you know, commercial beer brewing sounded great and I was really fascinated by it, but the sourcing wasn't quite as closely tied to the farm. And then similarly, I'm looking at the yields that you get out of a still. And it's insane, you know, the amount of, of sugar and, you know, fermented sugars that go into the still and the amount of gin or whiskey or, you know, spirits that flow out. It's, it's just a significant agricultural opportunity, particularly if you can tie that to responsible agriculture, right? If we can produce a small amount of, say, brandy, uh, you know, you can really support a family farm growing apples, right? That, that, that could be a beautiful relationship if you can ultimately bring that product to market. And um, so working with Todd, it was clearly going to be honey. And this just felt like a really great opportunity to understand the world of beekeeping, which quite frankly, it wasn't that visible to me. You know, I like many other consumers really, I, I knew about the importance of bees, but I hadn't really captured just how vital it was that we take care of the bees. But secondly, I hadn't really captured how much incredible flavor can come out of a beehive, you know, beyond the sugar of honey. You know, there's just this botanical rich quality that's absolutely perfect for gin production. I wonder if Winnie the Pooh uh, ever drank honey uh, gin, honey-based gin. Sorry, that's a thought for another- The, the another, late night episodes. Yeah, the late, Winnie, when Winnie got older, old enough to drink, of course, <laughs> Winnie and Piglet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny, I watched a documentary, or I don't know, maybe it was just a news report or something about bees. What I found was crazy is there are people that steal bee like to go around stealing swarms of bees you know about this like it was happening out yeah. here in california where they're beekeepers and they'd show up and their bees were gone and people would come wow. and steal the bees because that's how vital bees are and uh yeah that, that's frightening to me so i interesting part of your your background too as well is um when you were a kid your parents purchased a hardware store right that was on the brink of failure and managed to through a lot of hard work make this hardware store a success, right? And is that kind of where you saw yeah, your totally, future maybe? Totally. Or, yeah. I watched my parents, you know, kind of leave leave their corporate lifestyle. And and for, for whatever reason, in a town of 1,400 people, they bought the dying hardware store. And I mean, I was, you know, in some ways excited because it gave me summer income, you know, but you know, I mean, I remember one of my very first days working, you know, side by side with my mom and we're counting inventory of the store they just bought. And they it's like an old school hardware store. And, you know, there's like nail bins, but there's no nails. It's just like dust and dirt and like years and years, like a hundred years of whatever collected in the nail bins and nobody had bought the inventory again. And I'm thinking, what are they doing? 
why are my folks buying this hardware store? But it was an amazing experience for me because I really got to know the town. You know, when you work at the hardware store, you know, you're the first employee of, of the family hardware store. You know, you, you know, the, the paint color on the shutters of every, you know, every, you, you know, when the sink's not working. But the reality of working at a hardware store is somebody walks in with a problem and then you work with them to solve the problem. And quite honestly, you don't, you don't ever find out whether it worked or not. You just assume once you, you know, ring the sale that you solved their problem. And it's a really you know, great feeling. Uh, but you also learn how to take stuff apart, put it back together. And, and, um, and just seeing the community, you know, support the need for the town hardware store. You know, I mean, this is, this is in like the, the peak growth of like Lowe's and Home Depot. And this is a terrible time to think about this, this business opportunity. But the town of Plainfield, Vermont really wanted a hardware store. And my folks wanted to revive this hardware store. And that synergy, you know, created a pretty special bond with the community. And I think I hold that dear, you know, today, you know, now we're in Montpelier, we're in this, you know, 27,000 square foot distillery. And, you know, we, we just, we feel connected, like at the fabric of the community of Montpelier, you know, you cross the railroad, you know, coming into the facility, we're built along the Winooski River, uh, we pay our bartenders a fair wage, um, livable wage, and then we, we, we don't pay tips, we just, we just pay them steady income year round. And um, we have a community donations program where we collect those tips, people naturally still leave tips on the counter. We collect those tips and we give it to a nonprofit here in the community. And we've raised, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for, you know, small nonprofit community organizations in the town of Montpelier, Vermont, which is only 9,000 people, you know, so it's really, we've seen this, uh, you know, amazing, again, it's that synergy, you know, people want the business to succeed, you know, people want the, the, the community organizations to succeed and everyone likes to enjoy a good cocktail. Speaking of good cocktails, I want to ask you, now you get to we're going to do the desert island thing. Now you're on the desert island, you've got Bar Hill Gin, you've got Bar Hill Vodka. You can only, you can have a, a as long as you're going to last on this island, supply of ingredients in order to make two gin cocktails and two vodka cocktails. What are they? I, I'm, I'm playing the health card here and I'm going gin and tonic because okay. we're, we're, we're protected, you know, we're taking care of the bees. We're protected from malaria. We, you want to get scurvy um, out there either. You don't want to get, yeah, we, we won't get scurvy. scurvy. Yeah. You put the lime in your gin and tonic, right? Isn't that going in there too? Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. yeah. So we need, we need lime. We need ample supply of cinchona bark and uh, plenty of gin. Okay. That's one. That's, you got your one gin. What's the other gin cocktail? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the bee's knees. Okay. I'm going to stick with the bee's knees. I, I think, well, it, I assume it's a warm island. I assume I'll need some refreshing, you know, cocktails. I, this daytime. is an, an amazing island, actually. You have winters and summers out there. Yeah, there's skiing, surfing, everything you want. It's You're on the best hypothetical island that there is. So, yeah, you could, you this know. sounds great. You could, so maybe with your vodka cocktails, you might want to have one, uh, you know, cold weather cocktail in there. What would you do vodka-wise? Um, well, first off, I, I'm 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 probably strange in this regard, but I, I do drink particularly our honey vodka and our we make a vodka in a small batch series uh, from maple syrup. But I drink it neat. I'll pour it right over a big rock and 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 drink it as is. Um, so that that and I probably drink more vodka that way than in cocktails. Um, I don't know, another vodka cocktail. I don't really drink a lot of vodka cocktails. Um, you know, I suppose a mule might be a nice flavorful exploration to to keep around. Mule's a good one. I I got to ask you this, martini. 
You, you a gin martini or a vodka martini guy? Gin. Gin, gin, all gin. Gin martini. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way I like to go with that too. Um, how do, Ryan, how do people get involved with Bees Knees Week? What can they do? You know, I, in terms of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all you need to do, it's super easy, is you need to make a Bees Knees cocktail or order one at your favorite restaurant and take a photo of it and post it on Instagram or social media um, and, and mark it with the hashtag Bees Knees Week. Um, and all of these instructions are at beesneesweek.com or barhill.com. Um, but as long as you post uh, a social media post with a Bees Knees cocktail on, on social media during the week, uh, Barhill will donate ten uh, donate enough money to, to plant 10 square feet of pollinator habitat. So we, we, are, we are striving to plant 500,000 square feet of pollinator habitat this year. That's fantastic. And just so everybody knows, I think it's September 24th to October 3rd, right? Is when we're doing Bees Knees Week? That's correct. Yeah. And that's when this show is going up right around then. So, and, and, and so also, so everybody knows back there what it, what the uh, Ryan mentioned, but what uh, the Bees Knees cocktail is, you're going to use about two ounces of Bar Hill gin. You're going to use about uh, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of fra- uh, raw honey syrup. Combine those things, add some ice, shake it, shake it, shake it like you just don't care. And then you're going to strain that into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish it with a lemon twist. Amazing. And to make that raw honey syrup, by the way, you're going to use two parts raw honey, one part warm water until the honey dilutes. Am I getting this all right, Ryan? I I don't want to mess. You're nailing it. I don't want to mess things You're spot on. Just, just to add to that, you, you do not have to stay in the standard, you know, the, the, the classic bee's knees is the best. It truly is. It, it's named the best for a reason. It's the best. Um, but people get crazy in bee's knees week. They, they stray every single, you know, direct. It just needs to be bee's knees inspired. And you can take that as, as far down, you know, sort of creative avenue as you want to. And I also want to make sure we understands here about, so Bar Hill Gin is the U.S.'s best selling super premium American gin, according to who, Ryan? Is this you? Are you the one saying this? Are you spreading this around? Or is it, was this coming from a, a source? Yeah, I, I believe there's a source. There's um, a source. It's, we it's, don't know who it is. It's Nielsen-based, yeah. Nielsen but uh, <laughs> okay. you know, we, we may have made it up in the distillery, but we, we can check the, the, the data. It's, it's, it's America's most awarded gin. And as Ryan mentioned when he was talking about his bartender, so at the, at the site... Uh, at the distillery, you you've got a world class cocktail bar. How many different cocktails do you make there? Uh, a lot. It's endless creativity. You know, we the, the whole distillery is designed for that consumer experience to really you know immerse you in the agricultural aspect of distillation, and and it's important that we we take that you know all the way through from the grain silo, the raw honey, through the distillation process, and then you know, most importantly to how you drink it, you know, right to the, to the cocktail bar. So, um, and I'm, I'm really not a skilled bartender by any means. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing every day. You know, I, I have a bad habit of just pouring Tomcat over a big cube of ice and being very, very happy with that. But, uh, you know, our team behind the bar is just incredible. You know, we've got some of the best bartenders we can find getting better every day. And, you know, they're really partnering with a lot of local farmers around here. So we're using, you know, wild ingredients. They did, they, they made a, a snap pea cocktail the other day that probably doesn't sound that great on the air, but if you taste it, it is like the most refreshing summer cocktail I can describe. And it's like vibrant green. It's, it's just really, um, it's a lot of fun. Again, it's, 
the product is at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to tell you about something that, uh, that I myself don't love to drink. And I really do think Bar Hill is just both the gin and the vodka are really great products. Order, go order a bee's knees, take a picture, do what Ryan told you, and you're going to help support a really good cause. Ryan, I want to thank you, man, for all that you're doing. I want to thank you for making such great products that I get to enjoy and that my listeners get to enjoy. And and most importantly, I want to thank you for tolerating this nudity on this episode of What We're Drinking With. <laughs> this is the first uh, nude episode. I do have pants on. I'm not going to stand up and prove it, but I'm just saying I do. No shirt right now. He's just like, get, I'll take your word for get it. me out of here. <laughs> Dan, it's been a pleasure. I, I got really I gotta say, you know, a lot of fun, man. And and again, get out and support Ryan Christensen, the head distiller, the owner of Caledonia Spirits, Bar Hill Gin, Bar Hill Reserve, Tomcat Gin, and Vodka. And we'll be right back on the other side of this uh, sponsor word. Folks, you ready for some tough love? You ready to hear a hard truth? Okay, good, because I'm going to lay it on you. You can buy the finest, fanciest, most expensive spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home. But if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. Let's face it, whipping up cocktails at home can be an expensive hassle. That's why my fridge is always well stocked with Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of Master Mixologist into your home. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Fresh Victor features seven unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. There's delicious combos like pineapple and ginger root, which I love with little vodka, cactus pear and pineapple, which I love with little vodka, and cucumber and lime. I put rum in that one. And right now, right now, Fresh Victor is offering a funky fresh deal to my listeners. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart with some great mixers, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20, that's what we're drinking, WWD20, to get 20% off your order. So if you order $50 worth of mixers, it'll only cost you 40 Yeah. You're welcome. Go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. That's fresh. On the next episode, we've got Ian Summerhalder and Paul Wesley, who co-starred together in the Vampire Diaries for seven years. They're going to be on talking about Brothers Bond, a bourbon brand they started about four months ago that is kicking serious ass. And that's going to do it for this episode of What We're Drinking. I want to thank Ryan Christensen laying some knowledge on us about the bees. I also want to thank Adam Shapiro and Katie Lowe's for dropping by. And remind everybody in the Los Angeles area to come Friday the 24th, 11 to 1 at The Grove. I'll be there with the bottle of rabbit hole auctioning that thing off with Seth Rogen, with Shappy, with Philly Soft Pretzels, made by Shappy Pretzel. And as always, folks, I want to thank you for being here. I know you got a lot of options out there in the podcastosphere, and you've chosen to listen to this show, and that makes me happy. Gracias.